everybody. Welcome to my first ever PGA DFS value picks. And now we're switching up our content here a little bit over at Osmo. And we're always, what we're trying to do is we're trying to make sure that we get you the information that you need to make the very best possible PGA DFS lineups each week in and out. And sometimes some of the content that I was giving out may not have been uh, directly pointed at golfers that you could roster or maybe not necessarily in the in the form of saying hey this guy might be a good value or hey this guy might be a good fade or hey this guy might be a good sleeper this week so i just mentioned them to you values fades and sleepers those are going to be our new three short form videos weekly instead of me talking about some of the stuff that i already have in my written content we're going to switch it up and give you some more pointed information ones that should certainly help you fill out your pga dfs lineups this week so Let's jump right into my top five values, which will be every Tuesday morning is likely when you'll see it. Maybe Monday night if uh, we're able to get it out late, but likely you're going to see it on Tuesday morning. And what it is, it's going to be five golfers playing in this week's tournament that I believe are good value here upon first salary release. Of course, we get salaries around three o'clock. So uh, three o'clock Eastern Standard Time. So just a little bit of time to break it down. So let's start off with our first guy. Harold Varner III, his DraftKings price this week, $7,400. His FanDuel price, $8,800. Course history, coming in with a top 25 in his last start, a 23rd, and 68th in his start before that. So mild success here, but certainly with a top 25, we'd like to see that. Recent form, we had a nice bounce back at the Vivint Houston Open, came in 15th, did Harold Varner. Had a missed cut before that, though, in Bermuda, which is a seaside course. So if the wind starts howling... Might not be the best spot for Hal Varner, but take keep an eye out on that. It's certainly the form, uh, especially what we had a couple of weeks ago coming in 15th. And the 23rd here would suggest he would be a good value pick at $7,400 on DraftKings, $8,800 on FanDuel, like I said again. And now we'll cover how he's getting it done or not getting it done for that matter this year. Now these stats... Uh, that I'm about to read you, the strokes gained statistics. Of course, these will change once we have more starts here on the PGA Tour this year. In fact, I think there's only been a handful of tournaments in which strokes gained was actually measured. So certainly I could put in last year's values, but I don't want to do that. I want to put the most recent stuff that we got. So Harold Varner, 86th off the tee, 70th on approaches, 58 around the greens. So his around the green game is looked good, but his putter, however, has not followed, ranked 148th on tour here this year. However, we saw it pick up at the Vivint Houston Open a couple of weeks ago, so maybe things are starting to turn around, and at $7,400, great value here this week for Harold Varner III. Second guy I'm going to talk about is Joel Damon. Joel Damon coming in at $7,400 as well, $8,900 on FanDuel, so just $100 more expensive on FanDuel than Varner. His course history, though, not as good as Harold's. A missed cut in the 37th in his last two tries. However, his recent form is coming in very good. Coming in off a top 10 in his last start. Coming in 8th, 38th before that. However, his strokes gained numbers aren't going to be so great. 102 off the tee. 107th on the approach. 116th around the green. And 102nd putting. That actually compares to last year, at least, where he was much better than that. He was... 32nd in tee to green last year, which is very good. 46th on the approaches, 29th off the tee. So you can see why on Joel Damon that maybe these stats are a little bit skewed here. Next guy I'm going to talk about 
is Denny McCarthy. Denny McCarthy coming in at $7,800 this week on DraftKings, $9,800 on FanDuel. He's got some good course history, though. He had a top 10 here last year and kind of fits the mold of players that have won here in previous years that include, like, Austin Cook, Tyler Duncan, Mackenzie Hughes, and the like. All very good putters that get hot with their irons. Dan McCarthy certainly fits that bill. $7,800 on DK this week and 9800 on FanDuel. Recent form, 38th, was able to make the cut there at the Houston Open. And 4th, the start before that at the Bermuda Championship. So another seaside course, which... Took uh, which definitely featured some of the better putters in that field. So if that goes again here this week at the RSM Classic, look for Denny McCarthy to make a move. In terms of how he gets it done, if you follow golf, you'll have no surprise. He was ranked number one in strokes gained putting last year, 22nd early on this year, around the green, 84th, 171 on his approaches, and 134th off the tee. Okay, next we're going to talk about Doc Redman. We've got a little bit of a seaside theme going on here as he came in fourth at the Bermuda Championship a couple weeks ago, 61st in his other recent form start as I kind of go a little bit off of my uh, my realm here, 8000 on DK, 9800 on FanDuel, so a little bit cheaper on FanDuel for Doc Redman uh, than the others. His course history, he came in 23rd here last year in his only start. He is a obviously new PGA Tour player, and if you didn't know that, then you know this is just his second year going around as a PGA Tour member, so uh, certainly looking to better his top 25 that he got last year. And how does he do it? Strokes gained, uh, let's look at his strokes gained power ranks. He came in 28th, or he is in, I should say, 28th off the tee this year. Very good. He's been able to really measure accuracy along with his distance, which is definitely a rare combination. So look for Doc Redman to hit a lot of fairways here this week, as it is quite easy to do so. 21st on his approaches, so his irons have been on fire. Whereas his short game, eh, not so much. Ranked 184th around the green and 125th putting. Certainly, if the putting or the around the green game, more so on the putting, if that wakes up this week, look for him to make some noise again here at $8,000. A very good value to put in as your third or fourth guy in the lineup. All right, this next guy is Ches Reavy. Ches Reavy is certainly a form golfer, and last week at Augusta, he was in the top five in greens and regulation. Certainly showing that his irons are in form, given the fact that he's ranked 26th on strokes gained approaches on the year. But his course history, eh, not so great. 33rd in his last start, and the start before that here was a missed cut. That was quite some years ago, um, not necessarily in the last two years. His recent form, he came in 29th at the Masters last week, was able to ride that greens and regulation to a top 30 finish. However, his putter, not so much. 63rd in the start before that. And as I mentioned, the putter, really not so good for Ches Revy this year, 218th. But one of his other bad stats is off the tee, ranked 149th. However, he is not going to need distance where he lacks off the tee here this week. He should be able to put his approaches, which are his best category, 26th on the year, should be able to put those into full effect. So Ches Revy, 7,500. I like him to at least see the weekend and presenting pretty good value here this week. All right, so I hopefully you guys have enjoyed my little short form video going over a couple of value plays here. Now, value plays, they can be used in a lot of different senses, how I would use value plays is certainly if I'm building a cash lineup, would look to add in two, three, even maybe four of these guys in the value plays. And for my GPP focus, depending on how ownership, of course, comes out, which you can hear a little bit more about in my fades video coming up on Wednesday morning. 
these value plays, I would suggest maybe one or two, unless uh, they're they're not that um, heavily owned. I would suggest maybe one or two in the GPPs, but that's how I would use them. I would go and say, okay, I've got seventy four or seventy six hundred dollars to fill my lineup in for my GPP. I'd go to my value picks here and plug them in. So. Uh, that's how I'd use them. Hopefully, uh, you've gotten some uh, good little tidbits here for this week, and hopefully they mirror some of the thoughts you've ever had. Uh, so a little bit of confirmation bias rather than confirmation, uh, rather than recency bias, I should say. Confirmation bias rather than recency bias. So thank you all for coming by. Uh, my awesome-o's five value picks of the RSM Classic. We will be back again doing this video for the OHL Mayakoba Classic in two weeks. Probably take a week off next week for Thanksgiving. So until next time, everybody, thank you. Come by. Make sure to check out uh, my second of these three short-form videos. It's going to be the sleeper section. So if you're looking for those low-owned GPP plays, I'm going to have them in that next video. And, of course, if you want those high-end guys to fade, I'm going to come out with my five fades of the week for the RSM Classic on Wednesday. So I'm recording this at about 8.40 on Monday evening. So you should see this, if not already Monday evening, by Tuesday morning and then again Tuesday afternoon, Tuesday evening will be my five sleeper picks. And then Wednesday morning, my five fades of the week. So again, thanks for coming. Hopefully you guys have liked this little content shift and like what we have on the production side of it as well. So uh, again, we're always trying to make things better to hopefully serve you guys more so and help you guys make the best PGA DFS lineups each and every week. So till next time, everybody, thanks for joining and we'll see you on the other side. Cheers.